five, four, three, two, one. I tested the microphones. It should be just fine. Not yes. sure. I think it wasn't snapped in. Oh, or... I don't even have mine on. <laughs> I think the wire wasn't snapped all the way into the phone because it's working fine. Um, it is Tuesday night for us. Wednesday morning for you guys. You guys know what that means. Tell them what that means. Bible study. Bible study tonight, guys. Seven o'clock. Be there. Or be square. Like square. Square. And um, so hopefully you can join us seven o'clock California time. Not sure what time it is where you live. Si se puede. But seven o'clock our time. But right now it's devotional time. Relevant Bible talk. RBT. RBT? RBT. <laughs> I feel like Sister Phyllis says that. She does. She's the one that came up with it. Oh. You know that she's the one that came up with it. Oh, yeah? Yes. She better not show up and have it tied across her neck. <laughs> RBT. <laughs> no. Yeah, she's the one that came up with it. That's why she wears it proudly. When she wears her big old shirts. I know. Get some three sizes bigger than what she <laughs> needs to wear. <laughs> Yeah. Big old shirt. Just because you're in the West Side. Yeah. Um, I miss Phyllis. I miss hanging out with Are we going to see her soon? Yes, we're going to see her soon. I wanted us us to take her to get a tree, and she already got one. I know. We're going to go take her to chop one off. um, Legally. Yes. They have Christmas tree farms where you go and take your own saw and cut your own tree down. Mm Mm-hmm. I think they charge you by the foot on how tall it is. Oh, really? Yeah. So you cut your own tree, but you got to pay for it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've never been to one, but I've seen uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And they had a Christmas tree farm. And he got the big old tall tree and brought it in as a squirrel. And the squirrel jumped on the uncle and just crazy. That's cool. That's cool? Not that, but oh. that you can go to the Christmas tree yeah. farms. I'm not going to have a Christmas tree this year. I'm going to have my little snowman, like always, my little snowman that I'm going to put with That me. one? No, remember the snowman that I got? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, A little yeah, yeah. paper mache. A little chubby one? A little chubby snowman. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm just going to put my... I like snowmen, so I'm just going to put it out. That's my whole decorations, my little snowman. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... Had a busy day today, went to Modesto, um, doctor's appointment, I had some work to do on the computer. Yeah, they made me cry today. Mm. It was painful. I mean, who? I should have hit them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we were talking about this subject yeah. earlier. Yeah, we were. I don't even know, I don't even remember, to be honest with you, I don't remember what brought it up? But here we are. I don't remember what brought it up, but... Um, we should just read the verse first. You know what? We were talking about being fruitful. That's mm-hmm. what we were talking about. Um, this is what we were talking about. We happen to be talking about um, like Sister Lydia 
you know, about Sister Lydia now and how some of some of the beautiful fruit that has come out of out of House of Rest mm -hmm. and how we've seen growth in some of the people. We were oh, like, I remember. Yeah, now. we were like, yeah. I was like, oh my god, and I said, have yes. you seen? Have you seen the growth in such and such person? Have you seen the growth in this person? And I was like, oh my god, this person has grown so much. And we were just talking about yeah. beautiful people and the growth yeah. that we've seen in in, in such and such. Well, I remember so exactly the, what we we're talking about. Yes. So, and, yeah. Yeah. So we should just read the verse first. Yeah. Okay, guys, we're gonna dive right into it. We're gonna go to the. Um, Book of Philippians, mm -hmm. chapter 2, verse 12. I'm going to read it in the New King James. Sharon's 12 to 13 or just 12? Just 12, but I can read 13. Okay. Sharon's going to read it in the message, but and then I want her to read it in the Amplified after, okay? Yeah, because the message sounds kind of weird. Yeah, I'm not really feeling it. You guys know the message is supplemental only. Never use the message for your main study. I just use it to supplement just in okay. case... People don't understand, but just use it as something supplementary. Okay, verse 12 and 13 says this. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13 says, Therefore, my beloved, this is Paul writing to the church in Philippi. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. In the message it says, What I'm getting at, friends, is that you should simply keep on doing what you've done from the beginning. When I was living among you, you lived in responsive obedience. Now that I'm separated from you, keep it up. Better yet, redouble your efforts. Be energetic in your life of salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. That energy is God's energy, an energy deep within you, God himself willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. Now we're going to read it in the Amplified. Yeah. Yeah, this is really good. I can't wait. Once you read it, I want to share the context of what it's talking about. What, what was Paul talking about? So then, my dear ones, just as you have always obeyed my instructions with enthusiasm, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation. That is, cultivate it, bring it to full effect, actively pursue spiritual maturity with awe-inspired fear and trembling, using serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. For it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work, that is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. I like that. That's beautiful. Yeah. So check it out. Here's the context. We're going to leave it on this one. Here. Yeah, leave it on that one. <laughs> yeah, we're going to leave it so here. Once you read that, you get why yeah. I'm saying this verse, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so check this out. Paul would go from city to city, and he would start a church. I don't mean a building. He would start a group of people, a group of believers, right? So when he went to the city of Philippi, he started a really strong church there. <coughs> Matter of fact, it was there <coughs> where he was arrested. You want water? Uh, no, I'm good. Um, 
It was there where he was arrested, babe. It was there where he was whipped. Remember the jailer? Yeah. That was in Philippi. Okay. So he stayed there and built up leaders and believers to start a church. And then he would always stay long enough to build leaders up. And then he'd go on to the next city and do the same thing, right? So right here, what he's telling them is he's writing to them. So that means he left. And he's writing to them and encouraging them. Basically, he's telling them, listen, while I was there, you guys, man, were amazing. You guys were, were gung-ho. You guys were serving the Lord. You guys were giving God your all and everything. And that's why he says, um, where's it at in the beginning? Where's the start here? That's why he says, just as you have always obeyed my instructions with enthusiasm, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. He goes, now that I'm not there, he goes, be just as, as enthusiastic. Yeah. Be just as on fire, whether I'm there or not there. That's what he's saying. He was not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Continue to work out your salvation. You that know? is cultivated. Bring it to full effect. Yeah. Even more so. Mm -hmm. Actively pursue spiritual maturity. With awe-inspired fear and trembling, using serious caution, and this is the part we want to talk about, and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. So, <clears throat> he was basically telling them, self-evaluate yourself. Quit looking at everybody else. Look at yourself. Look in the mirror. Allow yourself to grow in Christ. Allow yourself to be corrected. Self-evaluate, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's what he was telling them. Yeah. Now, what brought it to our conversation is we were talking about a couple different situations and even about ourselves. And, and um, I had said, I said, you know, Sharon, we need to always, in the way the stores take inventory, like, like, I know, I remember um, Alex was working really hard because he's like, man, we're taking inventory at Lowe's and we don't got any managers. Yeah. And he was working nonstop every day with no days off. Yeah. Because every so quarter or whatever, however they do it, they have to take inventory. They got to know what do we have in the store? What's going in? What's going out? What's getting stolen? What's not selling? What is selling? What, you know? They take inventory. They take inventory. And... In the same way I was I was sharing, we were sharing, I was like, we as Christians, we also need to take inventory. Yeah. We need to take inventory. And then we started going off in dip, different ways of how to take inventory. Like, for instance, um, House of Rest Church, okay? There's many times where I've had to take inventory of, of be like, you know what? Because the Bible says that fruit should grow. That's what you started saying about the fruit, right? Well, yeah, you know, because I think I think as well as like when you work in, uh, I don't know if you've worked in in this type of, of when you work for a production company and in type of manufacturing and everything, you when you produce something, it takes a lot of components, you know, mm -hmm. in order to produce something. So there is a lot of inventory in order to produce something. Yeah. So. You, there's there's the purchasing department there's you know so when you when you create a work order you, in order to create a work order they have to pull from the different you know departments in order to produce one product yeah you know and and then you produce the product 
and then the product is done and then it goes out and it's purchased in order mm-hmm. to to send out to the consumer and everything so then it's it's produced in order to put into the inventory and then where you then then you you're saying okay let's take inventory now and i love when when you said that because when you're taking the inventory a lot of the times that's when when where we fail is to take the inventory because yeah. we produce it and then we think that producing it is is it mm-hmm. it's the production's done and that's it but that's not it though we have to see it through completely yeah. you know and a lot of the times we stop once the the production's done and we we just stop and we think like okay our job is done but mm-hmm. it's not yeah there's more to it there's more to once once something the inventory is done there's more to it and we we begin to stop so i think today when we were talking about inventory it made me think about it like man i never really thought about it like mm-hmm. yeah you know about taking inventory well you know i remember reading in a book i don't remember it was about ministry and it had said something like this right it had said that a lot of times it's it's um it's easy to have a bunch of dead end ministries in your church. Yeah. I read this before I even had a church. And it was, you know, of course, so I, I probably didn't I probably didn't grasp all of it because I had was not yet a pastor of a church yet. Mm-hmm. But I'll give you bits and pieces that I remember. He says a lot of times in churches, there's dead end churches that I mean dead end ministries within churches because there's a whole bunch of ministries but there's no fruit that comes out of it. Yeah. And it says, and as pastors, we have to learn to, to um, do inventory. Be like, okay, here's this ministry that's been going for six months. What's the fruit? And, and I think, you know, I think me and you were, we sat down and we talked about this the other day and it, it, didn't, even, it didn't even click to me. You, you said something the other day that was just so important. A ministry is only going to get what you put out of it, which you said something as to... I was talking about Grace International, though. No, 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 no. Mm. We were talking about something Mm. where you said... um, You said something as to it's only going to get what you put put out of it or something like Mm. that. You know, like, if, if if, if you have a leader and... The leader never shows up or is always late or is always, you know, absent or something, then then, then nobody's ever going to. Yeah, that's what you're going to produce. Then people are going to always be late. People are never going to want to show up or they're hardly ever going to show up. So your your ministry is always going to stay small. Yeah, because it's people are going to see the same. So you're always going to be producing the same. Yeah. And, And it made me think about that, you know. Yeah, you know, so, you know, unfortunately, here's the thing, though, is that it's really hard. This, I remember the book said this. This is before I had a church, before anything. He was the hardest thing is to be upfront with yourself and your leaders that this ministry is dead. Because you want to, you don't want to hurt their feelings, you don't want to, you know, or whatever, whoever's running it or whoever. Yeah. And either you, the, there's a change that has to, you either got to cut it and say, obviously this ain't working. Yeah. Or you got to revamp it. Or you got to change, restructure it. Or you got to, and he goes, and he, I remember the author saying, unfortunately, 
churches are lazy to do that or they're afraid to change things or everybody if something changes everybody freaks out and gets angry so you got a church with a whole bunch of ministries that produce no fruit and and so now that is used up energy that could have been used in a more productive way of what is going to bring fruit. Yeah. You know, so I'm just, you know, getting bits and pieces of what I remember, guys. This was a long time ago. I've been pastoring for 10 years. I read this book probably 11 years ago, probably a year before that, you know. And um, we have to take inventory, guys. So, like, like got to be honest. Like, okay, you got this ministry going. You got this house church going or you got this bible study group going or you got whatever ministry going you've been going at it for two years three years what has came out of it you know if you don't see fruit what i mean is maturity and and people that have risen above the ashes and you're just going in circles and you're just using a whole lot of energy so what do you so how do you know how do you know when a person when there is fruit, how do you really truly, what, how okay. do you know? Let me take inventory of relevant Bible talk. You guys don't think there's times where we, we or myself has been like, I got to take inventory of this because this takes a lot of time. Is it producing the fruit that's worth the time? And I have to be honest with myself, you know, and it's always during that time that we will talk to some of you guys on the phone or we'll talk or hear a, a comment or a message or we conversate and there's growth. You know, there's growth happening. There's growth happening in so many individuals on this channel because I'll be honest with you, according to the world, two to 300 views a day is nothing. Like that, that will make people say, why am I doing this channel for? I better start a different channel or start reviewing electronics or start, you know, because... In actuality, in the YouTube world, two or three hundred views a day is a failure. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. But two or three hundred views of people that are maturing in the Lord, that is fruit. Yeah, absolutely. That is I fruit. Agree. And that is not a failure. So when when guys, we all only have twenty-four hours a day. Yeah. That's it. God doesn't give us any more. So I have to assess and say, Lord God, you have called me to ministry. You've called my wife to ministry. And we're spending 40 minutes recording these. Who knows how long to render these and then upload it and then put it out. Lord, is there something else that we could be doing with our time that's going to be more productive? Yeah, but I see. I see. But I see. Fruit. I see fruit. I see the Tony and Michelle Paleos, the, the growth that uh, uh a church is now being born out of this. Yes. I've seen, you know, now we have the Anthony Trejo, who is mm -hmm. now, you know, a, a, another channel has grown out Las of this. Vegas. The Adam, you know, and then Vegas is starting to grow out Felix. of this. You know, we have Felix. We have the, the Sheilas, the yeah. Ruans. There's so many people that are starting to grow Phyllis. and just grow. Exactly. You know, the Sheilas, the Phyllis, the Sally Scotts, the... My gosh, uh, all the way in, the, you know, um, oh, my God. From here by the coast? Yes. Just everywhere. The Janayas, you know, just yeah. everywhere. Where they're just growing and growing and growing. Is it New Zealand? Where is it? Um, up yeah, in, Naomi. In, Naomi. Uh, no, Naomi. Switzerland. Yes, Switzerland. Naomi. You know, there's just everybody that are just growing and growing and growing. Yeah. And it's in, and then you have house arrest. My God, we have pastors that have come out of house arrest. You know, mm -hmm. Pastor Al and, and, and Pastor Lydia that have come mm -hmm. out of house arrest. And then you have Sister Gloria. 
now that you have a Spanish ministry that is growing out of there, and you have man, that, fruit. yes, the, the Jessica, the Eduardo, the Melodia, the Alfonsos, Esther. now yes, that are just growing, you know, and Benjamin, man, it just goes on. Rachel, you know, I mean, it just it just goes on and on and on yes. and on. So. Yeah, so if I would do an uh, an inventory of the church, I'm just like, okay, Lord, this is your will. You you are the Johnny's Diana. Yeah, yes. there's fruit coming forth from this. There's fruit coming forth from Revelation Bible Talk. There's fruit coming forth from the books that we write. You know, I do inventory. You know, so I think that's really important. Cholo Trucker, he can't stop watching us when he drives. <laughs> You know, he called me. He was like, "And what's up with the volume? It's too low." You know. Oh no! But then I re-up when I re-uploaded. He called. He was, "Man, thank you for that." Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and it, what, awesome. it took me what an extra hour to fix the audio, and I was like, "Man, people probably already wrote it off." I just checked. It was almost two hundred views. That's the second awesome. one. That's awesome. But you know, but yeah. but apart from that, you know, I mean. You have the people that are that are now wanting to tell their stories and books and in this and that and in the encouragement that now you guys are wanting to tell your story. You're encouraging others. You know, you're encouraging one another. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron. You know, you're taking that inventory. I am starting to see you guys discipling others, yeah. and and that is that is your fruit. The fruit mm -hmm. that is coming from. From you sharpening someone else, mm -hmm. and it's it's like a domino effect. Yeah. Johnny Alcala, his wife. Yes. Also, you know, um, then to find out that that um, his wife goes on the the zooms with Phoenix, and I mean, th those are all beautiful things. That is that, my friend, is 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 doing inventory and saying, you know what, they're stuck in this. Yes. You know, um, they're stuck in these videos. They're stuck in, in the Sunday sermons. They're stuck in the Bible studies. There's, 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 there's growth, you know, and that's what I mean. But now let's go a little deeper, okay? Because here this verse says, work out your own salvation of fear and trembling. Yes. So other than your ministries and the things you're doing, you have to now take inventory of you. Yes. Take an inventory of the kind of husband you are, the kind of wife you are, the kind of mother you are, the kind of father you are, the kind of friend you are, the kind of brother you are, the kind of sister you are. Take inventory with that too because marriages, ha uh, marriages um, happen organically, but it takes work at the same time, you know? And, and you got to, you know, sometimes you have to evaluate and be like, man, you know what? I don't like the direction this is going. Yeah. This wasn't what it was like a year ago. What changed? Yeah. This wasn't like, like something's been off for six months. Because if you don't evaluate, what happens is there's a, it's called the overcorrection, right? Uh, um, I remember reading an airplane that goes from LAX to Chicago. You would think it's a straight line. Like if you were in the sky looking down, you would see this plane leave LAX and make a straight line. But instead, you what you would see if it left, if you saw a little line where it went, here's here's the direction it's trying to go, and it would go like this, and then it would go like, and then it would overcorrect, and like this, and it would overcorrect, because there's no there's no reflectors in the air, there's no roads in the air. So what you really think is a straight line is it's really not. a zigzag. It's a zigzag because the plane is constantly 
correcting and then it overcorrects. That's why the autopilot, the thing's like moving like this and then the steering wheel moves like this so on it its auto-corrects. own. So it autocorrects. It's autocorrecting, but what happens is it, then it overcorrects. And I say that to say this, is that in your walk, in your marriage, in your relationships, you're just like, maybe you're going the wrong way and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa we got to fix this. So then you uh, you fix it, but then you start going wrong this way. You know, and, and marriage or friendships or relationships or it's a constant thing. Now, imagine if you never corrected it, though. Yeah. You're, you're, then you're going to drift further and further and further apart. Same thing as a pastor, man. Pastors that are not biblically sound and do not have um, uh, any accountability with other leaders or anything, you could be... That's why a lot of independent pastors go off the deep end because there's no accountability. There's nobody to bounce ideas. There's nobody to, to, to bring you back to reality, you know, or, or bring you back. Because I've even shared with Tony, you know, because uh, Tony came out of very conservative Baptist and he, he left that because like, he's like, man, there's got to be more. Yeah. But at the same time, I told him, dude, you, there's times you don't realize you've been my balance. Because, you know, sometimes when you are in, in ministry to where you do see healing and you do see demons cast out, so then other people that are like that are around you. So it starts pulling you so much that all of a sudden, like, you're only about the supernatural. You know, I've seen so many people that get so lost in the supernatural, they forget about this. Yeah. When this should be the line, this should be the... The standard, this should be the thing that brings you back, you know? And I, I love all of those things I mentioned, but it's got to line up to this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's um, the other day when we were talking, when we were with um, evangelist, you know, James uh, Fernandez, mm -hmm. you know, when I was sitting down with him and I told him that when I moved out here to Northern California, I told him, that when I came here, I thought I was coming under a covering where I was going to have a lot of pastors' wives around, and I thought I was going to have all that. And um, guys, I didn't fall under all of that. I, you know, I didn't have the 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 pastors' wives to wean off of, and and you know, and I didn't have that to glean from or any of that. I. I came and I was lost because I didn't have that. And back mm -hmm. home, I had a ton of pastor's wives to, you know, to to be able to pray with and to be around and to have all of that. But I didn't have that here. I kind of found myself being alone. But I did tell him one thing. I said, you know, I, I was so grateful for one thing, though. The one thing that I was grateful for is that I didn't want to be that um, Lone Ranger, you know, Christian, that Lone Ranger pastor's wife, where I just said, well, I can do this on my own or any of that. I knew that I couldn't, you know, I humbled myself and I, and I literally picked up, you know, the messenger and picked up the phone and I literally went back and I looked for my pastor's wife, the one that I used to, you know, be under back home. And I messaged her. Remember I messaged mm -hmm. her because I knew that regardless, she was a woman of 67 years of serving God. And I said, you know what? I don't have anybody here. So I am going to go back and I'm going to look for some wisdom. And I'm going to, you know, go to her and seek out some wisdom because I needed to go to somebody. 
you know, I needed to, to hear from a godly woman and just, you know, and cry out to somebody that wasn't going to be biased. You know, it was hard for me to, you know, it's hard for me to go to, you know, David's mom, because that's his mom, you know, and it's hard for me to, you know, to go to anybody else, because I really didn't know anybody else. So I went to her and she did give me some wisdom. Um, I was grateful for that. And it was important for me. So I, I praise God for that, that I was able to go back to somebody because I never wanted to be, you know, I can't, you can't just sit there and, and say that, you know, oh, well, you got this. No, you know, we always have to, you know, use wisdom and go back to somebody that, you know, that um, has wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. You know, so we have to always, guys, take inventory um, because if you don't, Ask any business person, and I'm not saying Christianity is a business, but we can take that as a model and be like, if if a store doesn't take inventory, eventually they have no idea what they have. And we can do that in our lives too. Yeah, we if we don't take inventory, our life becomes disarrayed and you don't know where's what and what is what or nothing. You know, and the same thing happens in ministry. You know, a lot of times you you might have a fervency for the Lord, you know, and you're doing something that produces no fruit and you will stay stuck there for years when you could have all you had. It's not that God doesn't want to use you, but maybe there's a new chapter and he wants to use you in a different way. Or maybe you you did something and now that you've learned more, you're stuck there. Instead of saying, I need to reevaluate this thing. I need to restructure this thing. I need to, you know, um, you know, like now that it's the end of the year, like ministry-wise, church-wise, I'm just like, okay, what did we lack this year? Yeah. What could we do better this year? I've been saying that for a yeah. few weeks now. Yeah. What can we do better? How can we fix things that, and, and, and it's funny because once I look at different things that could have been better, then I'm able to see, you know, what was lacking the same thing in all of them, you know? And, and and then now it's like, okay, now that we figured that out, now how do we fix it, you know? I agree. And I think that's really important, guys, because usually when something goes wrong and there's many things that go wrong, a lot of times the root is the same thing that could easily be tweaked or fixed or restructured that way you don't have to perpetuate things that there's no need for it. You know, the scripture here says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You know, and, and I think that goes for everything. You know, I think that's key and I think that's important. I think that's wisdom. You know, to self-evaluate yourself like the scripture said. Let's read that portion one more time again. This part right here. Um. Cultivate, bring it to full effect, actively pursue spiritual maturity with awe-inspired fear and trembling. Right here, this part. Using serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. You know, notice it says serious self-evaluation because a lot of times we're so busy pointing out everybody else's sins. Yeah. That we never self-evaluate ourselves. Yeah. We need to take a look at ourselves in the mirror, guys. Yeah. 
You know, Jesus does say, he who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. And if Jesus says it, um, you could take that to the bank. Yeah. What does he mean by that? He means mind your own business. Mind your own business and worry about your own fear, uh, your own salvation in fear and in trembling. Because a lot of times when I was so busy uh, thinking about how everybody else is doing it wrong, that we don't realize how wrong we are. You know, and self-evaluation is, to me, as key as important in all walks of life. Yeah. In everything, you know, and um, I just think it, it fits. And, man, that don't, it don't get more, more relevant than that. Yeah. You know, and uh, I don't know. That's pretty much it, guys. Yep. That's it. Yep, that's it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. Hmm, let me self-evaluate this. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, so, guys, uh, please join us for Bible study tonight at 7 o'clock. We will really enjoy you being there. Not sure what it's going to be on yet. Maybe another Q&A. Maybe not. You guys make me sweat with the questions you ask, man. You guys hit me with some doozies. And well, I do have a few questions already still from... Oh, um, from Facebook, so yeah. maybe like two or three, but maybe it'll be a half and half. May no, I don't know, because once we get going, once you guys get going, man, um, I don't know. You know, I'll see. I'll see what the Lord, what the Lord, what the Lord impresses on me to do for Bible study. But either way, we're gonna have Bible study, guys. Either way. So hopefully, you enjoyed your coffee. Put some cocoa in it. It's really good. Make uh, it becomes a Cadillac. Why is it called a Cadillac? Because it's smooth. Oh my God! What? <laughs> what? Were you thinking about a donkey again? You're think you're the one that said it, so you're thinking about the donkey. I want to see the donkeys. Then go see the donkeys. I forgot where they're at. I don't know. Is it in Southern Nevada or in Arizona? He said Southern Nevada. Which probably means Arizona, too. I don't know, baby. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Bye, guys. Bye. We love you guys.